Hello, I'm Mark Watson, the regular host of the Brain Mastery podcast, and I'm thrilled to welcome you to a special feature. It's Clinical Providers Month on the podcast. We're dedicating each weekly episode in February to someone who dedicates themselves to helping others. It gives all of us a great deal of pleasure and pride to spotlight some of the special professionals who are using the Bears platform to improve quality of life for people in their communities. Enjoy this series of episodes. We're excited to share them. On this episode, we'll head to Vancouver Island to meet Jason Crookshank, a former teacher who's now helping to provide people in need with something even more powerful than knowledge, hope. I hope this conversation with guest host Scott Rintoul is as inspiring and insightful to you as our providers continue to be for us. Well, it's my pleasure to officially welcome Jason Crookshank to the Brain Mastery Podcast. Welcome back, I suppose, is more appropriate. Jason is based in Victoria, British Columbia. He's the executive director of Echoes, which is better described by him than me. Jason, thank you very much for being a part of Providers Month here on the Brain Mastery Podcast. Thanks, Scott. It's great to be here. First of all, let's talk about Echoes. As I said, no point in me trying to describe that. Let's let you do that. What is Echoes for the uninitiated? Yeah, so ECHO stands for Eaton Cognitive Health Optimization System. It's a mouthful. Really what it is, it's a virtual delivery system online for individuals suffering from a myriad of, of different conditions. I shouldn't say suffering, but, um, but those who are suffering are, are suffering from a brain injury. They could be suffering from a COVID long haul, which we're seeing a lot of uh, brain fog issues, a lot of real cognitive uh, issues. And then really, the other exciting thing is for people wanting to uh, increase their performance cognitively. So we talk about, you know, our, our physical body. So anything that we can do to our physical body to make ourselves uh, a little bit stronger, a little bit more efficient, we can do for the brain as well. Jason, it sounds like the spectrum of clients and people that you deal with and use the Echoes program with is really wide and vast. Yeah, it really is. And it sounds a little bit like a catch-all. Um, and that's because we all have brains and our brains are really unique. Um, and uh, one of the remarkable things about the brain's capacity is to be able to change and to heal. So if you're looking from a standpoint of, a, of our injury, we can look at healing. And if we're looking at uh, sort of more neurological performance, uh, we can look at strengthening that as well, just like you would uh, as a muscle. I'm from a teaching background and you've made your way into the cognitive side of this over the years. Give me an idea just origin story, Jason Crookshank, what got you into teaching? Well, that could be a really long conversation, Scott, because if you asked any of my high school classmates uh, what I would be doing, teaching probably would not have been uh, high on the list, and, and, and mine neither. I made sort of a, a, almost an unofficial declaration to never step into another educational institution again, and it's not because I didn't have a good time in high school. I actually, it was one of my favorite places to be. I had a lot of great friends, a lot of really great teachers. I just didn't see the relevance really for anything. And so when I kind of got my freedom, I did graduate. I realized that there should be more to life than some of the things that I was doing. Um, I ended up becoming a paramedic and that was uh, very giving. But unfortunately, in a time in British Columbia where it was almost impossible to get on beyond part-time, um, and I know that there's difficulties in that now, in that world. Um, but I found that any of the jobs uh, and any of the organizations that I was involved with, I was really 
uh, almost unconsciously led to their training department. And I would be teaching new recruits or teaching whatever it was. There was, there was always a, a focus on teaching. I eventually went back to university and decided uh, both my parents were teachers. So I almost came by it naturally. Uh, I don't think that I resisted it by any stretch, but really one of the things that I love doing is problem solving. And I thought back to the connections that I had with some of the early teachers who really just believed in me. And I wanted to be that for someone that would be there to listen to. For some people, the school is really the only chance that they get to feel that belief. So uh, as you said, yeah, here we are many years later uh, doing something that I didn't expect to do. But when you think of teaching, the brain is the one piece that will really have a huge impact on. Certainly is. And I see the commonality between paramedic and teacher because both professions, my belief, and I'm guessing you believe the same, is that people go into those professions at their base level to help people. Well, exactly, Scott. And uh, and, and helping people certainly is high on the list. Uh, I love watching people reach their potential. And we see that in echoes here too. I saw it in the classroom and I, and I see it here too as, as clients come to us with a, a long list sometimes of things that they want to accomplish. Maybe it's a short list, but the list is there and they've you know solicited our help to get them there. And so to walk that path along with them is really exciting. Imagine it is. And it makes me wonder what a good day at work looks like for you because there are people that come in with lists and goals and dreams. What does a good day at work look like for you, Jason? Well, a good day has to include laughter, for sure. I've just been reading about some of the neurological process of laughter, and without it, our day can drag on. More than anything, uh, it's, well, hearing stories of hope and where people are feeling a little bit of success moving towards their goal. Of course, they're not going to reach that in a day, necessarily. But to know that you've been with them, whether it's me or one of our other coaches, you know, walking that with them, showing them what's possible and reaffirming for them that that hope is there. Because a lot of the times the people have come to us and they haven't felt that hope yet. They haven't had somebody to say that this is possible. In fact, with a brain injury or a learning disability, they've probably been told that there isn't a whole lot of hope left because they're out of this critical period of time, which we know isn't true anymore. An incredible gift to give, the gift of hope, because any progress starts with that. Any aspect of life, whether we're talking about neuroplasticity and the brain's ability to adapt or anything you set out to do for somebody listening who wants to run a 10K and never thought they could run as far as 500 meters, I think we all can relate to that. And it must be so rewarding to give that gift of hope and and see that flicker and that spark in the eyes of your clients. Yeah, and to be to be able to help them reach their goal more often than not of increasing their quality of life, to be able to be a part of that, a small part of that is is really absolutely something special. Imagine it is, and one of the basis of your programs is the Bears platform, and mm-hmm. I, I know that it has been very successful when you've been employing it, and this is something that you've watched develop over the years as well. I should say, what difference, Jason, have you seen that Bears program make? Yeah. So in our team meeting earlier today, uh, one of the pleasures we get is to talk about our clients and look at their progress and really problem solve things that uh, uh, maybe not be going on the same trajectory that we'd like them to be or the client would like them to be. But one of the things that keeps us going is the thousands of stories uh, that we've heard, whether it's a a sentence or two or it's a a 22-page 
email because someone is elated at, at how much progress they've made. You know, for someone who's 86 years old, who says that they feel like they're 30, to someone who feels like they're no longer drowning in a sea of confusion, that they become happier, someone who is able to process the information through medical documents because their child is, is going through some, some difficult medical issues, um, and to navigate the information that's coming at you quite quickly can be really overwhelming. For people that are thinking clearer, for people that you know have suffered from an anoxic brain injury because of an overdose, and you know that's the other pandemic, of course, right now going on here, and you know not quite as visible for lots of reasons. There's a huge stigma attached to that. But for someone who has suffered that, should you know get equal opportunity as well. And so for them who's been on the program on that Bears platform, you know, for for five months, is already seeing some significant positive effects from the program so much that they want to go back to school. They would like to maybe do some training and some counseling so that they can help others that are in a similar situation. And of course, they'd like to be able to recommend a program like Bears so that, you know, others who have suffered. Uh, and again, this person was told that they probably wouldn't be able to recover much because of that injury. And here we go. We're, we're, we're putting a barrier in front of them where there really shouldn't, uh, one shouldn't really exist. Um, you know, I've got hundreds more, thousands more, Scott, as we deal, as, as I said earlier, with, with effects of long COVID, there are individuals who have, you know, been told to kind of not expect a whole lot more because we don't know a whole lot, except that the brain can change and the brain can heal uh, with the right intervention. And so we've been fortunate to be able to work with a few of these individuals that have felt like they're foggy symptoms have started to clear up. So that's really exciting. You touched on a couple of things there that have me interested in. One is I mentioned that spectrum earlier, the wide array of people that this can help. And you mentioned the word stigma as well. I think when people think of cognitive training, of helping the brain repair or grow or adapt, they do think of traumatic brain injury or stroke. But as you described, this platform may be able to be applied to a lot of different people out there that you wouldn't think of and can reach people on a different level than maybe they've been, they've been able to get in other treatment options before. Yeah, and, and the, the, the group that I hadn't mentioned was the, really was the aging population. And we think of that as you know, really senior citizens, and, and certainly that is one population. But you know, I'm thinking more of the sort of the 50-plus set, individuals who are still working who want to maintain a competitive edge, who want to stave off cognitive decline that may be coming your way. Our hope too is that there could be some work with, with uh, things like Alzheimer's or ALS or, or things that are really you know eating away at the brain. And it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Uh, and it's exciting to be able to be pairing with, um, uh, you know, with, with large uh, organizations like Brigham and Women's Hospital and others uh, who are diving into this work from a research lens to really prove that the things that we're seeing uh, are, are true. And, uh, and, and that's really exciting, Scott, as we move forward, as I said before, to, to really help individuals improve their quality of life. I mean, we're not on this earth for a long time, and it's really unfortunate when we can't maintain a, a high quality of life for the whole time that we're here. Very well said. And you described a number of different types of help that have been provided or groups that have been helped. Is there a story in particular, Jason, 
that sticks with you? I imagine you've helped so many people over the years, but I'm wondering if there's one that maybe sticks with you that on a tough day you come back to and, and really it resonates with you and keeps you moving to help others. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there's lots, um, as you said, one that resonates with me in particular is, is a, a younger woman who the, the stigma of the mental health that was affecting her and of course her family when she was really ready to call it quits and in, certainly in terms of, uh, of school. And she came to us in a hot mess. Those are her words. And through this program and her hard work, I mean, it is a commitment uh, we're not going to take that lightly, but we're here as 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 coaches and facilitators uh, to to be there with them and guide them through the program that we offer and and now virtually, which is really exciting. Through the program, she was able to really start to acknowledge how bright she was at a time where she was starting to doubt that and doubt really everything about herself. And where others had started to doubt it as well, maybe she shouldn't be looking at finishing her undergrad degree, for instance, but she knew she was going to press on. She knew it was going to be a whole lot of work. That was not a problem. The problem was that at a neurological level, she was just not able to keep all the things in her brain that she needed to keep. And so through a program like this, she was able to rewire the brain so that that brain was strong. And... I'm proud to say she was able to go and finish uh, not only her undergrad degree, uh, but then, of course, through a co-op program, she found some really interesting work that let her do into a master's degree. And she's just about finishing that up now. My sense is that she's thinking about her, her PhD as well, but that's a, a different story. But the excitement, Scott, is that the world is open to her in a way that it wasn't before. She can now make those choices rather than somebody else making them for her. An incredible story. And the other part that I think we tend to forget, and those who've been through a challenging time in their life with somebody else will know this, and, and maybe that qualifies everybody listening here, but the people around the person who eventually gets treatment, the caregivers, the parents, the family, the friend, the effect that it can have on them, what's the type of feedback you've received in these successful cases as well from those who are close to the, the person? Who is actually being treated? Well, I mean, a they're really grateful. A lot of the times, they feel like they got their kid back or their adult, you know, their their parent back, and and of course, they're really grateful. What they've always known was that that individual was a hard worker, and what was really frustrating was to actually see them work harder, probably than a lot of people for whom it came easy with a, a smaller or less result. And so, really, it's confirming for them that what they kind of knew in their heart all along was true. Um, but what we didn't know is, or we didn't have access to the information that the brain could change or how we could target it to change. You can't just go out there and say your brain is going to change. You know, you need to, to, to look specifically at what's going to change the neurological structures that we need to change. If we're looking at things like attention control and executive functioning, well, there are particular tasks that we need to do, just like an uh, exercise trainer would have the knowledge of, of what exercise we need to do to, to increase or enhance certain you know, muscles. As I mentioned before, the Bears platform and everything you've just described, it's been very successful and, and the data shows that as well. And the interesting thing to me is we talked about giving the gift to someone who has been experiencing these barriers or hurdles of hope and a, a new quality of life. 
But I also look at that Bears platform as a gift for providers, as a gift for those who are actually going to be implementing the program. I'm not a teacher. You have been a teacher. I want to know what it's like as a teacher when you are given a new tool to help what you do. Yeah, I mean, it's like gold, Scott. It, uh, to, to be able to have something, I mean, teachers have big toolboxes and, and, and when you feel like you have a breakthrough with an individual that you've been working with, it feels so rewarding for that individual. I mean, ask any teacher about a student that, you know, they taught for a little while and, and, and they worried that they hadn't really done that child justice and they see them years later and they see not only are they okay, but they're thriving. You know, to know that you had a part in that, but it can go the other way too, when you know that you didn't, but you didn't have the right tool. Maybe you didn't give enough time, but you know that's not true because you gave everything they had. You, you take that individual home with you in your, in, in your brain and your family probably knows because you probably talk about them. And that's one of the things about the Bears program is that it, it offers an amazing network of, of resources. It, it has the program that you need and the supports that you need in order to deliver it. Unlike any tool or learning to use any tool, you got to go through a little bit of training. And I know for some people, that might be just another pile on the work pile. And geez, I don't know if I have the time for that. There, everybody has a different reason as to why they might not pursue that extra tool to help them at their job. You're on the other side of it now. You've been through this. You've seen the difference it can make. For someone out there who's in this field, who's in physiotherapy, occupational therapy, working in cognition, what would you say to those who are maybe a little hesitant to go through that training and to implement this program? Well, it's probably trademark, but just do it. Like ask any of us that have been doing it, look at the data, look at the research. There's nothing else like this out there as far as we know. One of the things that strikes me is, is when people do adopt it, they realize how much they've been missing. And when I talk to other clinicians who are, are, who are doing similar work, the piece that's missing is the cognitive piece. And lots of people will say, oh, we're doing lots of things for your brain. And that's true. But the piece that's often missing is the cognitive piece. And the example is in a physical injury, right? You have a car accident. We know that you can have lots of great rehabilitation work, learn how to walk again if you need to, learn how to talk again if you need to. But there's the cognitive process. In order to even deal with your mental impairment, you need to be able to have some awareness of it. You need to be have an awareness of your thinking and your planning and your problem solving and, and how you fit into the space around you. You know, if you look something out your window and you see a bird fly by, it might not be all that interesting, or it might be, but you need to decide how much attention you're going to pay to it unless you can't control that. Because now all of a sudden, maybe you're just stuck in that thought and, and you can't come back to the task that you were assigned to do or that you need to do by five o'clock. So it really impacts your life in a lot of different ways. And, and another little story that comes to mind quickly is of some of our earlier clients who had been at counseling, it was actually the counselors that were reporting that a lot of the work that their clients were doing was, was much more successful for the client once they had done some of this cognitive work, because they could tap into their own understanding about where they were with whatever they were dealing with. And so that was really quite striking that, that you, you see this individual, you know, session after session after session, not seeming to make a lot of progress, and then some cognitive intervention, strengthen those underlying networks, 
And then they're able to have the conversations with their therapist and with themselves. That's really, really quite striking to me. Striking to me as well. And what struck me in general about the Bears platform when I first learned about it, because I don't work in neuroplasticity, I don't work in the brain space generally, but I'm someone who has kids and I'm someone who wants every option available for my children. You're a father as well. I hope that I never have to go through a situation as every parent does, where there is a major cognitive challenge, whether it's due to a traumatic injury or not. However, I know as a parent that if I were in that situation, if one of my children was facing that, I would want every single option on the planet available to me. And that's why more people need to know about this. Because as you mentioned earlier, Jason, there are a lot of people who have tried conventional treatment. It hasn't worked for them. And they have been left with the impression that there's no other way forward. And we know that there is. Yeah, I agree. And for me, it's about options. And I don't want anyone else to make those decisions for me. Certainly, they might have some preferences or some suggestions. But if there's any information that's being withheld for any reason, that would not be okay. And we want to be able to make those decisions together as a group. And we want to know that we're doing the right thing. And, and honestly, this is one of the least invasive things that I've seen. You know, we're not prescribing medication. We're not prescribing something that's, that's going to be damaging. It's a relatively straightforward and fairly low cost, considering the options out there. Really something that insurance companies need to be looking at. If they want to look at the, the rate of return to work, if they want to look at, and just look at the numbers, they, they, they don't lie. And for any parent, that is going through that. Absolutely. You know, as you said, you want to know what your options are because time doesn't stop, right? For that individual, as we're trying to figure out what the best course of treatment is, that person's life is still continuing to go and impacting their quality of life. Right. And really, when we think about it, it's the only currency we have. We can talk about different ways to earn money or possessions. The only currency any of us have is our time. Yeah. And, and, and it doesn't have to take a long time for cognitive strengthening to begin. And, uh, and it's never too late. That's the other great thing too. And if anyone's going to hear anything, I think that that's probably a huge message. It's not too late. You don't have to think, oh no, if I had listened to this podcast two years ago, we could have done something. It's not too late. The brain can change. The brain can heal. The brain can change. That's the message that I want people to know about. And if they want to know about bears, there's, there's lots of really, really easy ways for them to do that. It certainly is. I can see by doing this with you over Zoom today, just how effusive your praise is. And I get the sense that you're pretty excited about where this field is going. It feels like we're scratching the surface, but I get the sense that there's going to be an exponential curve in terms of what we learn and number of people that can be helped. Yeah, we really hope so for, for, for that reason. Exactly, Scott. Uh, there's too many people who are still suffering needlessly. And I hope that we do more than scratch the surface. Uh, we've been, you know, Barbara Aerosmith Young has been doing this for over 40 years in the educational world. And I hope that more can learn about it. I hope that it can, it, it can be really accessible and that, you know, those that want to research it will continue to do so. There's just really no reason why there should be any barrier as far as I'm concerned. Jason, as you mentioned earlier, the distribution of this is now virtual in a lot of cases and something that we've certainly learned to do a lot better here over the last couple of years, all of us. 
So if people want to find out more, if people want to find out how they can get in touch with you, in touch with Echoes, how do they do that? Uh, it's quite easy. Uh, you can find us on the internet. We're at www.myechoes.com. Uh, and we're also just a few clicks away on your telephone, one 803 2467 which spells 80 Echoes. We are also on most social media platforms. We are on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Jason, thank you very much for doing this. Thank you very much for dedicating yourself and your practice to helping others. Really appreciate you being a part of Providers Month here on the Brain Mastery Podcast. Thanks, Scott. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for continuing to listen to the Brain Mastery Podcast. We're super grateful for the community of supporters of this podcast. Again, this podcast was designed with an intention and an objective, and that was to share stories of rehabilitation, of recovery from brain injury, to really interview some of the leaders out there to provide more hope to community members. So thank you again for all of the support with that. If this episode resonated for you and had value for you, we just ask, please download and share it. Please also, if you wouldn't mind, rate the podcast. Those ratings really matter and help us to spread the message. If you're a clinical provider out there, meaning a physical therapist, an occupational therapist, or somebody who just works with people with brain injury and wanna learn more about the Bears platform, we've tried to make it as easy as possible for you to do so. Just go to www.abiwellness.com to learn more about how to get involved. Uh, training is very accessible and we've tried to make it very, very easy for people to get access to this neurorehabilitation platform. Thank you again for your support and we'll see you on the next episode. The statements made regarding the Bears platform and ABI Wellness have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of the Bears platform has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. The Bears platform is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here is not meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from healthcare practitioners. Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before using any product. The Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act requires this notice.